0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm back, girl. The bitch is back, okay? I got back from England a couple days ago. I recorded this episode in full an hour long yesterday, and then- Last night I listened to the playback and I'm like, wow, this actually sounds like I'm screaming into a potato. So I'm re-recording it now because it sounded honestly like I was underwater. And I'm really, really hoping that doesn't happen again with this episode. But hey, what can you do? You know? That's how that's what we always say where I'm from. All right. Listen, I have to tell you guys about England. I have to tell you guys about England. So first of all, it was such a fun time. And, and I'm so glad it turned out the way that it did. Cause I was originally, you guys know, I was going to go by myself. And then my friend was like, Oh, maybe I'll go. And then she ended up coming for like four or five days. My other friend happened to be there at the same time. So we just had so much fun. The first night, the first night was the night, like I would say, and isn't that funny when that happens on vacation? Like, okay, we go out for, we had a dinner reservation the first night we get there. We go out first because the world cup was on the whole time we're there. So it's so much fun to like go to the bars and drink and watch the world cup. So we go get beers and so I'm already drunk. And then we go to dinner. We have a dinner. I would say I had two, maybe a little over two glasses of wine. Cause I had a, a glass and a half and then we got a bottle. So I, I had, to, I had a couple drinks. Okay. And now I'm, I'm zipping around now I'm flying. And then we went out to Soho house. And when I tell you, I didn't, I wasn't thinking, you know, I wasn't thinking vibes. And (laughs) I had three glasses of wine at the bar upstairs. And then we went downstairs to this like patio kind of area where you could like smoke and drink and whatever. And then I had a couple more drinks. So I was on fire. Okay. I was hammered. You guys, I don't think I've ever drank so much in my life and I don't know what got into me. I don't know what made me choose that. I chose that path for myself. I don't know what did that to me, but it got to a point where like these guys were buying us drinks and they kept handing me drinks and I would just immediately drop them. Like I couldn't, I was at the point where, you know, when you can't close your hand all the way and I'm so delusional when I'm drunk, I'm like, wow, these glasses are so slippery. Like I can't, I don't know why I can't hold on to one. And we're on the dance floor in this bar and I'm just breaking glass after glass after glass. And at one point, my friend, my bestie, Ashley, she said, she said, why is there so much glass on the floor? And somebody else goes, look at Carly. She keeps dropping drinks, okay? And, and that I was. And then this guy goes, <laughs> he goes, can you hold my drink for a second?" I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said that. I go, yeah, no, I got it. Smashed it immediately on the floor. It was full. So I I do feel bad. I do feel bad about that. But that was just so funny. Um, Also, just some observations. They over there, over there in England, and I cannot stress this enough, but I do say this with peace and love. Every man wears the same exact outfit every single day. They all wear the same outfit down to like the jacket, down to the shoes. Okay. First of all, they love Navy blue over there. Their flag should just be Navy blue. Cause I swear to God, they, that's all they wear. They wear a Navy blue. They wear, um, you know, like pants, they love skinny jeans over there and they wear like pants. Hi, Stanley. You want to say hi? they wear pants, they wear a like collared shirt with a sweater or a vest over it. And then they have, they all have the same jacket. It's like a Navy blue, like, you know, that flat quilt kind of vibe, like very financy. And, um, so they love that. Also the names of everything. It's just so silly over there. You know, every single place of business is like named after some type of royalty. It's like the Queens, you know, the Queens Kingsman's. (laughs) <laughs> please it's like the king's horseman right and then you look in and it's a pub and there's a bunch of 60-year-old men that are blacked out like it'll be like the, the queen of of buckinghamshire and it's like a hat store i, I don't think it's necessary I don't think it's necessary, but also when we were there, we wanted, you know, the quintessential British cuisine, which is I'm not going to lie. A lot of beans, a lot of beans. They love beans over there. They're eating war rations at seven in the morning over there in England. They, they really do. They say, I want beans at 7.00 AM baked beans of all things. Okay. And I do love that about them. So they have this classic like dish, which is called beans on toast, which is exactly what you think. It's like buttered toast with baked beans on it. By the way, it's fucking good. Okay. I'm not going to hate on, but, um, you know, they don't need, they don't need to eat like the war is still happening and, and yet they are, but anywho. So we go to this restaurant cause we went to go get a Sunday roast, which is like, they eat this on Sundays. It's like, uh, it's like roast beef with veggies and potatoes. It's good. And, um, we go to this place and my friend's like, oh, they have beans on toast here. I'm going to get it. And it said like kidneys on toast. So she's like, I like kidney beans. Like we'll get kidneys on toast. So we order it. The waitress kind of gives us a look and we're just like, okay, like beans on toast, please. You know? And then, um, the waitress puts the, the plate down and I'm like, something has gone awry. Okay. And I said to Ashley, I kept going, what is that? What is that? What is that? She's like, girl, stop asking what it is. It's fucking beans on toast. I said, girl, that's not beans. That's just kidneys. And there was about 10 big kidneys and they weren't, they were like the size of like a mushroom, like a big mushroom, right? On, on a little piece, a little piece of bread with gravy on it. Okay. These people are freaks. And I said, girl, that's not beans. That's kidneys. You actually ordered kidneys on toast, not kidney beans. And she went, oh my God. I said, girl, I have a question. <laughs> when have you ever seen beans that big? <laughs> she goes, uh, you want to know what she said? And this was like, honestly, a moment in time where I said, wow. I said, this is, you know, when you're like, you think something completely outrageous, just because you can't fathom what's going on. That's what happened to my girly, Ashley. She said, no, I thought it was one. This is what she said. She said, no, I thought it was one big bean and there were other beans inside of it. (laughs) You're kidding. girly? you're kidding, right? God, I can't even stand it. So they love navy blue and they love their beans and they love their kidneys over there. We ate fish and chips. I love fish and chips. God, I love fish and chips, man. You know, that, that might be like, you know, one of my top, I would say like, if, if I had to make a list of like possible death row meals, one of them would definitely be fish and chips. Okay. Um, but yeah. And you guys were asking me, you guys were asking me about, uh, my date and oh boy, oh boy. It wasn't even a date. It was 48 hours long. Okay. I don't know if that's a date. That seems like, seems like, I don't know. But he's coming here in a couple of weeks because, you know, you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it going. And uh, it went well, obviously. But um, it's so funny. Me and my friend were like, holy shit. Like, because it's so different in England. Like every single bar is all men. It's full of men. If you're a single girl, I'm going to say this right now. If you're a single girl and you have like another girly that that is single, right? You you and your girly are single, right? And you're just trying to plan a trip and you go to England, okay, first of all, European men in general, like, it's different, it just hits different than it does here, because they're more, like, they'll just go up to you at a bar, and, like, chit-chat with you, and, like, take, you know, get you drinks, and whatever, but I, me and my friend were, like, holy shit, like, if, if two girls or more go out to a bar in England, I guarantee you, within two weeks, you'll have a husband, and I'm not even exaggerating, I'm not even exaggerating. If you go out with your girlies, you will have a husband in two weeks. All right. So start planning the trips, vibes. Um, But yeah, I think just like, it, it's just different over there. The, the men are just different. Even my other friend, Prisa, that was, um, she was traveling in Italy and she was like, even like before she came to England and she was even saying, she's like, it's so funny. Like in Italy, men are like, please just like join me for dinner. I just want to like eat dinner with you. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, it's so different. It's so different, um. But yeah, I had said to him, the guy that uh, I you know had my date with. Uh, I had said to him like, oh, because I told you guys a story. I met this guy at a bar two weeks ago. He like pushed in front of me, and you know, then I was like, oh, like he was like saying he was from England. I was like, oh, I'm going to England. Blah blah blah. And I had said to him, I'm like, oh, did you, because you, you guys know I have this disease where I think every man is obsessed with me. By the way, I think they actually might be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, girl. But I really do think they actually might be. And if they're not, stop acting like it. But anywho, I have this disease where I think every man is like trying to like marry me. And um, I said like, oh, were you, did you actually mean to, like push in front of me or were you just like trying to talk to me? And he's like, no, he's like, I didn't even see you. You say short. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know if I'm that sure. I'm actually five, four. I'm actually five, four. Um, so I don't know if that would be considered short in your country, which by the way, they're all fucking six foot a thousand over there. Okay. Which is kind of crazy, but anywho. I'm really like, honestly, sitting here praying that this audio is working. Um, You know what? I have a good idea. I have a good idea. I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut the episode here, upload it, listen to it and then finish it on another one so that I can make sure. Okay. You guys just a quick word from our sponsors. This week's secret keepers club is sponsored by Osea finding skincare routine that that works used to be hard, but now there is Osea Osea products are clinically proven to work and they are climate neutral certified. So they make amazing gifts for anyone on your list. You guys know, I will say this forever. I love Osea I've been such a fan of them for so long. I will be a lifetime customer of this brand. They are everything is just so luxurious and amazing and beautiful. Um, Osea's best sellers mini collection is a six piece set of luxurious skincare and body care favorites in a convenient and affordable travel size for a glow up from head to toe. Get their ocean cleanser, hyaluronic sea serum, sea biotic water cream, and three best selling body moisturizers all packed into a beautiful box that is easy to gift wrap. For a gift that will impress, check out Osea's best seller's mini collection. Right now, my listeners get 10% off your first order with promo code secret at malibu.com. You'll even get free samples. Ooh, we love samples in this house and, uh, orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at Malibu.com. promo code secret. Okay. I think all is well. I think all is well on the, on the audio front over here. Um, but yeah, you guys had such a great trip. Um, and I'm sorry that we're, that we're, uh, you know, what Stanley, did you want to say hi to everybody? Or are you going to be bad? Come on, say hi. Okay. Now you're stepping on the computer and that's where we get into the trouble. Okay. Um, but anywho, you guys let's get into the emails that you all sent into secret keepers club at gmail.com and it's going to be a good one. So, okay. Where should I start? I'm trying to switch it up because I, I did record this episode last night. So I'm like trying to switch it up so that I have my, you know, my little natural reaction. I might open some new ones that I didn't open last night. Okay. So this one says, Update on the cheating actor. Okay. So this is in reference to, I I would say like probably three or four episodes ago, we had a girl write in saying that this actor that she had followed on Instagram for a very long time, and he's famous in her country. um, They had started going back and forth. She found out he has a whole ass family. Okay. Which is not good but this is the update. Hey, babe, just wanted to catch up real quick on the whole cheating actor story I sent you a few podcasts ago. So as I told you on the last email, I confronted him on having a wife and a child and not telling me, and then he never replied. He did though, continue to react to my Instagram stories, which drove me literally mad. Okay. First of all, men really just are out here doing this, right? Men are just like, okay, I'm not going to I'm not going to reach out, but I will re- react to your Instagram stories. And also, you know what they do? Sometimes they'll like send you your own Instagram posts with like heart eyes and not like the damn picture. Okay. And it's like, Hey, I know what you're doing. You little shady rat, you little rat snake. Why don't you go slither away in the woods? Cause you're a snake. Okay. That's how I feel about that. Anywho. So, okay. Let me get back to this email. So she said, so update, I don't want to be harshly judged, but I think I maybe kind of initiated, continue seeing each other, even though I know he has a whole family situation and he sounded more than excited to do. So we went on, on chatting back and forth with some riskier texts with him telling me what he will do and how gorgeous I looked and so on and so forth. Not going to lie. It was such a confidence boost. So we're trying to find a day to see each other that would work for both of us and things just never worked out. Either he was too busy shooting or I was working full shifts thanks to Black Friday frenzy. And at some random point, this grown ass man had the audacity to just ghost me. Like who on earth do you think you are? Am I being stupid for even being available to this person? I probably am. I think I'm having an obsessive episode, TBH, LOL. Okay. I'm not going to call you stupid. I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge you. You know, that's not my job. Okay. I don't judge the girlies. One thing about me is the girlies can do whatever they are going to do. And I'm just, I'm just going to be like, that's my girlie and I will stick beside her. Okay. So what I will say about the situation is that there's no end game for you where you win. Um, so I think that's what you need to focus on. I think that's why you got to cut them off because in no way is this going to work out in your favor. I promise you that girl. That's like something I can really, I would bet my life on it. I promise you that it's not going to work out for you. Um, And I think that there's something to be said about you just gracefully leaving, like you just being like, okay, I'm never answering this guy again. And he could DM me and he could reach out to me. If you think that you won't have the strength to not answer him, I would definitely just say block him that way, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But, you know, I think there's the only way you can get anything back out of this is if you just ignore him literally for the rest of your life. And that'll show him. And that'll show him. I got a whole list of people I don't, I'm not answering for the rest of my life. And I mean that from the bottom of my damn heart. Um, because it's like, Hey, this will get my point across. I'm not even giving you the time of day. Honestly, nothing, nothing is worse than that. You know? So I I think he's playing around with you. I don't think he's being genuine. I think it's, he's like having fun and like toying around with you. And that's not really fair. So the only way you're going to win is if you cut him off, ignore him for the rest of your life and just keep living your life and being better than him. Okay. I don't understand also why actors of all people feel like they could do shit like this. It's like, oh, you're an actor. Who cares? Boring. You're boring. You act because you're so boring in your real life that you need to pretend to be John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) (laughs) You need to be the beast in Beauty and the Beast to feel anything in your heart and in your soul. Okay. Please, for the love of God, I'm telling you guys, I've met a million actors in my life. Do not give these people more credit than what they deserve. I'm like, they're playing, they're playing pretend, they're playing dress up. Okay. And do I do it? Yes. But I'm just saying, especially men, male actors, uh, I'm all set. Bradley Coopers, (laughs) please. Please, Bradley Coopers, nobody cares. Okay. Anywho. All right. This next one says no disparaginos. Hey girl, I know this is technically an email for confessions, but I can never join on the live. So I'm sending an email here. Listen, I made you merch, LOL. We all want it. And I know you feel weird about selling stuff, but how fun would it be if we all had little secret keepers or confess merch? How cute would that be? It would be very cute. You guys know, like, and I will make, and we will make merch. We will. We definitely will. But I just, my number one fear is like, not my number one fear. Something that I hate more than anything is self-promotion, just shameless self-promotion. And I just feel like in this day and age with social media and all that stuff, like, listen, I post sometimes on Instagram, but I'm not chronically online. I'm not like all over the place all the time. I just can't do it because sometimes I really just see what people are posting on Instagram and I go, ooh, yikes. You know, that's really my reaction sometimes. So, so I, but I really do, I do want to make merch. I do want to make merch. That's something that would make me really happy. And I would love for all the girlies to be out wearing the cute little same tote bags. Okay. The tote bags. Um, And then she said, so I attach a little sample design of a hoodie since hoodies are from the good Lord himself. And that's all I have to say. P.S. I found the best place to find a hardworking man at the gas station slash convenience store at 7.30 (laughs) a.m. Girl, please. Girl, not us all setting our alarms for 7.30 a.m. and going to a damn rest stop. Before they go to work, they go to the gas station and get their coffee and donuts. But also at 12 p.m., they all go get lunch there. I swear. They got to keep... They got to gas up their trucks. I swear everyone in the gas station at 7.30 and 12 p.m. are wearing neon vests and work boots. I get my little self in there, of course, because I'm one girl out of 10 men and they all have their eyes on me. I mean, can you imagine? Honestly, that's what I want it to be when I go to heaven. Is heaven a a 7-Eleven at seven in the morning? Is heaven a quick stop on the side of the road when you're on the way to Montreal, it's up in the air. It's up in the air. I, I, listen, I get it. When I was um, driving a few weeks ago with my friend because I didn't want her to drive alone from New Hampshire, and I took the, that long-ass ride with her, we had stopped at a few rest stops, and she was like, holy shit. I was like, girl, what are they casting for a freaking modeling agency in here? Every single guy is wearing work boots. What are they casting for, for a Home Depot commercial? Get out of here. They were too damn cute in those rest stops. Right. Anywho, she says, uh, all right. Love you. Your podcasts are so stinking fun and you have such a way of bringing people together. Oh, well, thank you so much. Keep being you. You're doing great. Oh, thank you so much. So the, the sweatshirt says no disparaginos, which is something that we say on the Spotify live. If you haven't tuned in, um, I have to read a legal disclaimer in the beginning and I say, you can't disparage. So I say no disparaginos because my girlies wouldn't last a day in jail. And the back of this sweatshirt says my girlies wouldn't last a day in jail, which is true. Which is true. Trust me, the girlies would not last a day. Um, okay. This next one says... Longtime listener here. Okay, so the title is Quickie for the Potty, FMK Included. Longtime listener here. Absolutely love you. And Stanley and Robert. Thank you so much. They love you too. And Stanley's staring at me from behind my laptop like I can't see him. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I have a few quick things that I've been meaning to share with you and the girls. First, I once used the phrase bump it up at my job and let my supervisor know that I would resend an email for her. She absolutely loved it and started referring to bumping it up as a strategy that my coworkers should also use. Oh my God, that's so funny. That is so funny. Not your whole, not the whole staff there being secret keepers and not even knowing it. Thanks for helping me shoot towards that glass ceiling, girl boss. Well, I appreciate that. Second, I've been listening to the potty for years and I've been through the best and worst in my past relationships. And I just have to say thank you to you and the girlies, because without you guys, I wouldn't have had the fortitude to let go of my ex. Now I have a new boyfriend. He's a mover in a union. (gasps) Okay. She's bragging. She's bragging. So I had to share that with the girls. I had been his friend for years, then a friend with benefits. Now we're official. It's still new, but he's a good guy so far. Crossing my fingers, he doesn't turn out to be a potato who embarrasses me. (laughs) Aren't they all? Finally, I was on Snapchat tonight and People Magazine's Snapchat story had me dying. Photo below. Girl, they have your face on the cover of their quote unquote news article. I said, wait a minute. Is that my girly Carly on the cover of People Mag? Are you aware that People is using you as clickbait, LOL? Uh, love you lots, kiss you right on the lips. Okay. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. So let's see what this is about because people really do this and it's actually so annoying. Like, okay, so here's the thing. First of all, they used a really great picture of me. This is probably the best picture that's ever been taken of me. And it's so old. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, who is that? Cause that doesn't look like me, girl. So I do appreciate them for at least using a good picture. A lot of times with these articles, they'll literally post the ugliest shit you've ever seen of me. And I almost feel like they're doing it on purpose. Um, But this one is like cute. This one is cute. Um, But it's like about Pete's relationship. It says Pete's relationships with his exes too much too soon. It's like, okay, first of all, why the fuck am I in the forefront of this? Why am I in the actual center of it? not me, Ariana Grande <laughs> and Kaya Gerber and Kaya Gerbert. Okay. We hate to see it. Get me off those things. You guys know, I hate shit like that. that. That's not what I'm here for. But, uh, I know every time Pete gets a new girlfriend, it's like, they really just, they dig and they dig and they dig and half the time they're wrong about shit too. But, uh, yeah, that's not my cup of tea they tried to get me to do, uh, I would say like a year ago, they tried to get me to do some shit for, for page six. And I like cursed lady out. Cause she wasted my damn time. She was like, I just want to interview you about your, whatever it was podcast or something. I'm like, all right, that's weird. And then I like bugged out. I bugged out on her, but anywho. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This next one says cat mom or not. Let's see. Hey, Carly, longtime fan, first-time writer. I need your advice about being a potential cat mom with my wife and our two dogs. Both of our dogs are large breed, and both are under 13 months old. They're perfect, and they make our lives so full of joy. I'm a dog person by nature, and so is my wife. My wife has wanted a cat for some time now. She really loves the cat and dog combo, assuming all goes well. I have reservations about getting a cat, but I also don't want to deprive her of her cat dreams. We understand that it's best to do this while our puppies are young, so I feel like I'm running out of time. My concerns are, number one, what if the cat annoys me? I hear horror stories about cats jumping. Oh, God, Stanley just put his propellers on. Please don't attack me. Oh, my God. Why are you looking at me like that? Are you listening to me? Uh, Okay, I hear horror stories about cats jumping on counters, and they're really not trainable like a dog is. Number two, what if the cat keeps me up at night with the zoomies? My dogs are past the age of late night potty breaks, and I'm just really enjoying my uninterrupted sleep. My last concern is that I tend to do more of the day-to-day household and dog chores, walking, feedings, and playtime due to our work schedules. So will I be overwhelmed um, with taking on more pet responsibilities? The positives of getting a cat would be that my dogs would have another sibling to play with, and I can hold and cuddle a cat. Um, I guess I'm looking for advice on people on what people do with cats. If they jump on the counters, this really grosses me out and keep them up at night. I am also open to any other cat mom advice that you have about cats and dogs living together. My wife said that if the cat drove me crazy, we could find a new home for them, but it's, I know that's easier said than done. And is quite frowned upon. Do I get a cat or do I not? Um, oh, and then she sent a picture of her cute ass dogs. Oh, these dogs are adorable. So. Okay. Here's the thing. Anytime you're getting a new animal, no matter what it is, you kind of have this like anxiety about it. You kind of have this fear about it. Like, oh my God, it's going to be such a big life change. I don't know what's going to happen. What if I don't like it? What if it doesn't like me? What if it, you know, there are all these what ifs and yes, having a cat is, is a lot. Cats are very, very different than dogs. But at the same time, the amount that you love them is worth every single thing. And I know that's like, oh, girl, you're so cheesy. Literally, like your cats fucking hate you and they wouldn't even care if, you, if they ever saw you again. OK, and I know you're thinking that, but no, that my cats are obsessed with me and I'm obsessed with them. But anywho, like Stanley is like, listen, it, it depends on the cat. It depends on the cat. Robert is a little baby, sweet angel that literally is is an angel that dropped down from heaven, dropped down from heaven into my life. And I'm like, wow, this, this is my soulmate. Okay. Like Robert is my soulmate. And then you have Stanley, who's also one of my soulmates, but he's like more of like a toxic relationship. I would say he's always keeping me on my damn toes, but I love them both the same. I really, really do. And even though Stanley is like, you know, a little bit more rambunctious. He gets the zoomies. He's more hyper. He's this, he's that. You just love them so much that um, it really is, you know, the juice is worth the squeeze, right? But what I will say is when I do it again, in however many years that is, because I wouldn't get another cat right now, um, but say in whatever 10 years or five years or something, I want another cat. I would probably, and this is what I think you should do. First of all, I think you should foster a cat that way. If it doesn't work out, you won't feel like completely distraught going like kind of, if you go into it saying I'll foster this cat and see how it goes, who knows, maybe you'll end up loving it and keeping it. You have a time frame where you can keep the cat. Right. But at the same time, you won't have that obligation of like, okay, this is a forever thing and you won't have that anxiety. So that's what I think you should do. But also, it really does matter about the personality. Like, you know, you could have a Robert or you could have a Stanley and either way you love them and they're so cute and they're amazing. But if there's certain type of personality traits, you're not really looking for. Um, and you want to make sure you have a cat that works well with dogs and all of that stuff. Maybe you get a cat. Like I would get a cat next time around. That's a bit older. I wouldn't get a kitten. Um, but even though I love kittens and they're so damn cute and I just, uh, I just love them so much. And I wouldn't do, I wouldn't redo it the way that I did do it, but I just feel like the, you know, there are so many older cats that do get rehomed that are like five or six years old, or maybe even later on in life that they don't really stand a chance in, you know, shelters compared to like a baby cutie, fluffy kitten, you know? Um, But with an older cat too, uh, you know, their, their personalities are kind of already ingrained in them and you can give it a shot. You can give it a shot until you find a right, the a right match for you. You can keep fostering them. Maybe that will, you know, I, I think that's like a great idea too, is like to foster them. Um, because, you know, you feel like you're doing, you are doing a great thing. Um, I don't know where you live too, but you could check out the shelter that I got both my cats out, my, both my cats out. Um, called Providence Animal Shelter, but um, they're really great. And and Hannah, the one who helped me get them is a secret keeper. I love her. So yeah, I mean, you want to know what, like I said before, cats and dogs are very different. Cats really aren't trainable, but what's weird is they kind of in a way are like my cats will jump up on the counter. They'll jump up on the table and stuff, but when I'm cooking or when I'm eating, they really don't. Um, so even if I know like, okay, they were on the table or on the counter during the day, I Lysol everything, you know, with like a wipe, I spray everything down, Lysol it, which I would do anyway, um, before I cook and before I eat that way, everything's like all clean and whatever. Um, and the other cleaning stuff, I don't, it's definitely like you have to scoop the litter box and stuff like that. And there's like litter, you know, litter sometimes gets stuck on their little paws and you find it around the apartment and stuff like that. But, um, for the most part, again, it's not that different of a change. Like dogs are definitely more maintenance cause you have to take them out for walks and you know, they get wet in the rain, you have to dry them. And it's just like a lot more of like time in your day. Um, But like, I don't know, I feel like I probably sweep, I I definitely sweep every day, but I feel like I did that before. Um, It's not too much maintenance. I'm not trying to make it like, oh, this is going to be easy. You won't even notice they're there because they do get the zoomies. They do jump on the counter. Like they aren't the easiest to train in the first place. But, um, you know, it's, it's, again, when it comes to animals, I, I just feel like, uh, it's so worth it. Cause you just love them so much. I would, I would never, uh, I would never do it again. And Stanley is sleeping in a crock pot box I've had for a month because he loves it so much. and I won't throw it out. Uh, okay. Let's see. So this one says, um, dating advice. Hi, Carly, Stanley and Robert. I need some advice from you and the girlies. I'm 26 years old and I've never been in a relationship. I've talked to a few guys, but I lose interest so fast. Um, Or never took things that seriously. I honestly never cared to be in a relationship, but it's time. All my friends are in committed relationships and have babies. So having nights out are really hard. I don't have any single friends. I don't know how I feel about dating apps. Like, how do I put myself out there when I don't have anyone to go out with? Um, Also, there's this guy that I worked with a few years back. We follow each other on Instagram and don't chat very often. I've always thought he was so cute. How do I initiate a hangout? Would it be weird to be like, when you're in town, let's get drinks. He's getting his master's in another state, so maybe it's not a good idea, but I've always just had this what if feeling about him. Should I slowly slide in his DMs? Yeah, girl, slide in his DMs. Uh, I don't know. I'm 26. I'm single and just made a huge career change, basically starting all over again. I'm going through that 20s midlife crisis. Enjoy the pod so much. Um, Thanksgiving just passed and I'm so thankful for you. Oh, you guys are going to make me freaking cry. PS confessions with Carly is so much fun. I feel like I'm on a FaceTime with my friends. Oh, thank you so much. And then she emailed again and said, did some FBI work. He has a girlfriend, of course. Right. That's the way it always works out. But, um, yeah, if you have someone that you're interested in, say he, like, if he was single, I wouldn't hesitate to like reach out to him, please. Men should be so lucky. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did I say that? Men should be so lucky. That's the thing. You don't realize like how much power you have in the situation. Like it's cute. It's, it's fine. It's harmless. Um, but you know with this like with your situation your dating situation where you're saying like there's really nobody that you're interested in you really don't want to date but all your friends you have no one to go out with because all your friends are have babies and are married and all that stuff I think that everybody can relate to this at at a certain part of, of their lives right like even if you're on the other side of it say like you got married when you were 23 and you had a baby like you would be feeling on the opposite end of it like oh my god I'm I'm at home and my friends are going out and they're drinking and they're meeting guys and like there's always, the grass is always greener. Right. But to me, this situation that you're in feels very much like, I don't feel the vibe from you that you actually want to be in a relationship. Um, you know, I think that you, I think that what will solve this problem and make it a lot easier for you is to meet a new, I'm not saying like, you know, get rid of all your other friends, but to meet a new group of women that are in the same spot as you, they're single, they're professionals, they're around the same age as you. And that way you have this like built in group of girlies that you want to go out with and all of that stuff. Because if you do it the other way where you're like, I just need someone, you know, I it's time to have a boyfriend because all my friends are married. You're going to be putting too much pressure on the relationship. You're going to be, you're going to end up resenting the person and settling for less than what you want because even if you do want to go okay i want to get back out there i want to start dating again it doesn't happen like one two three you know you could go on a date with 10 guys and be like eh, about all of them and i don't ever want you know i don't ever want my girlies settling okay you know we don't do that in here you know that we don't do that in here um okay This next one, need advice for my girly. Hi, Carly and the Secret Keeper girlies. I need some advice, so I'm just going to get right into it. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over two years and lived together for about eight months. We love living together. We have one dog and one cat. Aw. She attached pictures. So cute. I love our little family and we've talked a lot about our future. I'm 27 and he's 32. I definitely want kids and he does too, but our priorities are a little different. We lived in the, we live in the Midwest and a big life goal is for us to get out of the Midwest and move somewhere near the West Coast. I've always thought about moving outside of my home state, but it does scare me a little. Of course, it's a big change. Our main issue is that he sees our future going like this. Move out west, get married, start a family out there. While I'm open to the idea of moving, I think it would be a really good idea for me and for our relationship. I definitely prioritize having kids over moving away, and I think it would be a really hard way to start a family far away from our friends and our families. Ideally, we should start a family near home where our families are and always around to help. And then we can move later on in life, but he wants the exact opposite. It's tough because we do want the same things, but what we prioritize is just so different. Lately, I've been feeling like, I'm not sure if we're compatible because of this, because where you're going to live and how you want to raise a family are such big parts of a long-term relationship. And even though we want the same things, our plan to make it all happen doesn't align. Um, that that's not to say that either of us aren't willing to compromise. I think we, it's just tough to visualize the plan of our future when everything is so up in the air. Thank you in advance for your advice. Love listening every week and giggling with the girlies. Giggling with the girlies. Love you so much. Kiss you right on lips. Oh, kiss you right on lips. Love you so much. And your cute-ass cat and your cute-ass dog. Get these freaking animals. Stop to tell them, stop being so cute. Okay. The cat is so cute and the dog is so cute. But, um, okay. This is definitely a situation where one of you is going to have to compromise. I personally am on your side. And I know, like, I'm not even saying that like in a biased way, I think you're being more realistic about the situation. You know what? I think it's like, I think women inherently, maybe because we have more of a maternal nature, we're just born with it, right? Like we think more rationally about the, about what being a parent really entails, Like, I don't think men understand. And I'm not saying that they don't have an instinct to protect and to be a father and all of that stuff. But I just feel like we are more realistic about it. Um, I remember when I was really young and I was dating this guy and he was like, I, I was literally like right out of high school. And he was like, we should have kids like in a year. I'm like, what? And he was like, we should have like, we should have babies soon so that we're young parents. I'm like, I literally what the fuck are you talking about? I'm literally poor. He's like, yeah, so am I. He was like away at school. Like it was so unrealistic, but he was like, yeah, we can make it work. Our families will help and we'll do this. And I'm like, I eat coffee cakes every single night for dinner. Like I can't have a baby with you. You know, like not right now, now is not the right time, but I think he just had this very unrealistic way of thinking about it. And I know like, that's a bad example because he, we were very young at the time, but I just don't think they understand what it all entails and how helpful it really, really is. Like if you have a, a kid and you are around your family, like what a real true blessing that is. Um, because to have help is just so nice. It's so, so nice. And I think it's important. I think it's important for, for, you know, a woman's mental health as well, you know, but I think this is a compromise. I don't think this is a deal breaker for the relationship. I don't think this means you guys are not compatible necessarily, but I think that he's going to have to compromise and because you're right. And he's wrong. I'm sorry. I said what I said. I'm sorry. I said what I said. I don't want to say like, Oh, one of you has to compromise. Cause I really don't want you to compromise. Cause you're right, <laughs> um, but have a have a sit down, flesh it out. Um, you know, I I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good, and and he'll understand. Um, all right, let's see this next one. Hold on, I lost it. How did I freaking lose that? We did this one. We did that one. We boop, 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 boop. Okay. This one. Um, so we did get a bunch of emails that were in reference to our OCD, that relationship OCD email that we got last week. And I said, if you've ever experienced this on either end, please let us know and, you know, reach out. So we got a bunch of them. I'm going to read this one. Um, oops, oops. No, no, no. Don't end. Don't end. Oh my God. This new zoom is really freaking me out. Um, Okay. So this says for the girly whose boyfriend has ROCD. Hi, Carly. I'm a longtime listener and fellow Brooklynite. Oh, hi. Hi, neighbor. And I had to reach out when I heard the woman who wrote about her boyfriend's ROCD. Not many people know that OCD obsessions often are not about cheating and handwashing. Uh, I'm sorry, cleaning and handwashing. They can latch on to anything that's important to you, including relationships, romantic relationships, but also those with family, friends, children, and even pets. I wanted to provide some encouragement. I have ROCD and I consider myself to be in recovery. Thanks to the right therapy. Therapy is not easy for anyone involved, but it's absolutely possible. I found the following YouTube channels to be helpful in my recovery. Uh, the channels are OCD recovery UK and awaken into love. Feel free to pass this along. Lots of love. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, if you guys want, I can set you, uh, up on a, a, in a chain, the way that we did with the um, vaginismus chain, which I I hope that's going well for the girlies. Um, and I loved you and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's, it's so interesting, you know, all these different specifics, uh, it's hard to, um, fathom if, if you've never been in a relationship with somebody that has a certain thing. That's why I always say like, please just reach out, um, if you've, you know, went through something similar. And I do think that, um, especially mental issues, especially with men, um, you know, it's, there's such a stigma attached to it where people feel like they can't really talk about it. And then that's just like, you go on a loop, you're in a never ending, um, circle there, but okay, let's do, let's do, Oh God, somebody sent me one that says, is this you girly? Oh my God. It's so funny. I posted this on my Instagram. Uh, there was somebody that, uh, there was a cat in a luggage at JFK and I read the article when it, when it first came out and I'm like, it's so funny because, um, like in the article it said, like they saw it through the x-ray and they saw fur popping out of the luggage. Meanwhile, the cat was in the carry-on in the x-ray, okay? And um, they saw fur popping out of it. And I read the article and I'm like, I already know what the article is going to say. And I was hundred percent right. The the person was like, I didn't even know my cat was in there. (laughs) And that just craps me the hell up. It was so damn funny. I'm like, that's so cat. Like to me, that is so damn cat. Um, okay, let's do this Funk Mary Kill. Okay. Funk Mary Kill Christmas Activities Edition. Number one, drive through a uh, light show. Number two, decorating the Christmas tree. And number three, seven fishes at Christmas Eve dinner. Okay. Uh oh God, this is such a nice one. I think driving through the through the neighborhood and seeing all the lights is very, very cute. I would say. I would say driving through lights, marry, right? And then, um, oh, hold on one second. I would say driving through lights, Mary. Okay. And then I'm going to fuck decorating the Christmas tree. And then I'm going to, I'm going to have to kill seven fishes because you can't fuck seven fishes, girl. Um, So yeah, we're going to, we're gonna have to kill it. RIP to that. But anywho, you guys, I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Um, sorry for the delay on this. I hope I'm like honestly fingers crossed that the sound of this comes out well. Uh, but you guys always are so funny when my when I am paranoid about my audio not working. Um, I'll get like really funny DMs from you. But anywho, see you next week and see you on Thursday for Confessions with Carly at eight Eastern at Five Pacific um, on the Spotify live app and chat. See you soon.